You're listening to DraftKings Network. All right, let's talk about MLS because that's why we're here. Yes, uh, let's let's start with uh, uh, some of the results uh, from uh, the weekend. We're not going to go uh, over each weekend. result, are we? Uh, did I say all of them? Because I said some of them. You so let's go over that. the results. And I'm like, please, let's not be one of those people that spends <laughs> 20 minutes going over points that they could look up. <laughs> Actually, let's, here's what I'm more start... interested in. Let's talk about Austin FC. For the second week in a row, they have scored mm-hmm. five goals. Yes. So if you're keeping track, Christian and I are wearing kits from our favorite club, the club that pays mm-hmm. us in parking spots, New York City Football <laughs> Club. They have played two matches, have scored set of goals. <laughs> Austin FC have played two matches, and they have scored 10 goals. Uh, right. Is this really who they are? Is Sebastian Driussi, Driussi really this incredible? Mm-hmm. Or is this just Cincinnati big trash? And Miami, also big trash. Um, okay, so first, uh, I, I would say I, I'm, I'm comfortable with, you know, labeling Cincinnati still being big trash, big, big old basura, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we got to go over they... the basura rankings right now. <laughs> <laughs> basura rankings, they're stacking up. Um, and we ain't recycling, the... folks. <laughs> so last week it was like, Look, it's a shame that Cincinnati, um, with 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 the stadium, with with, and they 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 have a a couple decent guys. They have a couple decent players. Um, so the fact that they can't figure it out, there's clearly something up. And you know, we've we've always heard like murmurings of just simply, you know, the the, the culture around the team. You know, just the, kind of quoting Carly Lloyd, uh, the culture <laughs> yeah, 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 of the team yeah, yeah. is a little bit. Uh, Joe, we mean it in a different way than she did, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got we should talk about that because we got we're getting a lot of heat for uh for our take on uh from on who we'll, we'll get back to tiktok the internet bro <laughs> no no yeah the youtube comments people are going off I, anyway so i'm comfortable cincinnati yeah they're bad and they, and I, I don't know what it's going to t- take to change that it, it seems strange for <coughs> a an expansion team uh with with as much you know support as they're getting the, the, I mean, the games are pretty much full. The stadium is absolutely gorgeous, and for them not to be able to like figure, kind of just even just what their identity is or how to play, uh, it, it just it looks really really bad. So whatever, Cincinnati has to do they have to figure out their own thing. <laughs> Thomas Miami, Thomas nineteen oh six four said Jeff Cameron's culture seems to be fine. <laughs> I couldn't be happier watching uh, someone lose more than Jeff Cameron. By the way, um, I look is it too late? Or is it too early for Cincinnati to just scrap this whole thing? Did you hear that FIFA is going to allow an additional transfer window for Ukrainian and Russian uh, players of the Ukrainian and Russian leagues to be able to leave without any repercussions? Yes, I did see that. Okay, now, if you're Cincinnati, do you just say, look, guys, we'll charter the flight. Cheska Moscow. You're now FC Cincinnati. <laughs> right, right. We're yeah, taking all of Petersburg. you. We, we, can we just buy the team and just relocate uh-huh. you to look, Cincinnati, look, look, look. Ohio? You're going to wear new clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you it will be mm-hmm. a safer place right now, possibly. Right. But think about that. Why uh, not just sort of scrap the whole thing and start fresh if you're FC Cincinnati? Look, they went out and spent money. They made big signings, and it still ain't working. Well, they got a new. Who's the coach now? I mean, it's been like seven coaches in like just <laughs> two, two, three years. Actually, I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna bang FC Cincinnati coach this week because <laughs> <laughs> it's a revolving door. Uh, they, uh, I mean, at noon it's hard at to, the moment. It's hard to say what exactly they need to like fix. I mean, they they're just overall bad. They played better against DC but they got they gave up a, a late uh penalty like the 93rd minute 
to to lose the game. So it, the the problem with Cincinnati is really the morale is <laughs> brutally low. It is, Nitra M said Cincinnati Shakhtar FC, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I, like, I, re, you know how much MLS teams love a rebrand? You know, <laughs> actually Donetsk is the city, so it'd be Shakhtar Cincinnati. I'm yeah, down, dude. I love it. Uh, I'm sure the conservatives in Southern Ohio will love that. <laughs> They'll be like, the what? <laughs> you know? Um, uh, Tim Elliott put, start fresh, just like Miami. It doesn't always uh, yeah, work. So it doesn't always work. Miami. So, okay. So, let, let's. The, obviously, they lost to, to Austin. Uh, and, it, again, uh, Phil Neville Really, I don't know what he's. <laughs> I don't know what he has planned out there. Uh, th- there was an interesting Dude, during the um, game. He's just couple... he's just googling the cars he wants to buy with the money he's making. <laughs> there, there, there was a um, a quote from David Beckham fairly recently where they were asking him like, uh, you know, how's how is uh, Gonzalo Iguain adapted to the league and all of a sudden to the team? And he was like, things will be a lot better. With uh, me and Gonzalo, if he starts scoring a bunch of goals. So just even saying that, you're like, all right. Okay, so clearly there's something wrong. There's some issue. Uh, and then That's like saying, that, yo, that, how's your marriage? Cool. If she wasn't such a nag, right? You'd be like, <laughs> okay, I don't think it's going well over in the, over in the Johnson gonna, house, you know? I, I don't mean to get in your business, but I feel like that was a tell. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to let you know, the next time somebody asks, you might not want to answer this way, especially with her right there. <laughs> So the so that was sort of all but confirmed after um, uh, uh, Fabian Herbert Fabian Herbers and of Chicago Fire and uh, Julian Gressel of DC United. They're they're both Germans. They're homies. They started a podcast uh, a couple maybe I think two years ago if I'm not mistaken. The 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 ZZ Soccer Pod. No, it's just Z Pod. Uh, Z Soccer Pod. Z Soccer Pod. Okay. So uh, leaning in. So they're you out here making it way fancier than it actually is. ZZ Soccer Pod. <laughs> I thought it was ZZ Top. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, they're the... big fans of, what is that, 80s, 70s music? <laughs> <laughs> so um, so there was a, I, I should just play the clip because it was really uh, that incredible, just in case anybody didn't hear it. But he, the, the Julian uh, was asking Fabian about uh, about playing a Chicago Fire in the, in the home opener for... Uh, Miami, they play Chicago, and um, who was it? And, and then uh, what you? Oh, damn it! Hold on. Um, and then Julian asked Fabian, um, "Did you get or did you ask for Gonzalo Higuain's jersey?" And he responded by saying, "Fuck that guy." Okay, so I, I was like, "Whoa!" So <laughs> let's just go over how to subtly explain you don't like someone. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go first. Not that way. <laughs> oh my goodness! So here are um... <laughs> Nitra. Okay. So they Americanize it to Shaq Tar Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> the new Cincy song Olay, Olay at the truck. His management style is gonna suck. Olay at the truck. Okay. So uh, this is a, this is a. A bit long of a clip, but I just want to so you guys can can hear it uh, at least the beginning, and he'll uh, and we'll break down a little bit. Do you more know when he says look. the it's, thing he says? It's like tw- uh, fifteen seconds. All right, cool. I had for you in regards to that game. Is did you get Higuain's jersey this time? No, fuck that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> I don't think so you look, need any more context. <laughs> So this is essentially the um, this is not a thing we're used to seeing publicly. And I'll, you know, from from our perspective, look, we've been doing this show for for several years. We've interviewed countless players uh, and off the mic. This is how players talk sometimes. This there's a couple of people we've spoken to that are like, oh, what, what was it like playing with this person or against this person? And they they say, oh, fuck that guy, man, or whatever. Or even if it's an NWSL player, they're like, I, I can't stand her. Or if, even Everybody's if it's like, like a DP on their team, they'll be like, yeah, I know he sells tickets, <laughs> but fuck that guy. Like, they're, they're straight up. If you really talk to players, they'll let go. Never with right. microphones in their faces, though. <laughs> so that part of it uh, was pretty uh, incredible. And, and shouts to um, 
Douglas uh, in Gully Squad, who also uh, is is um, work, producing this show uh, now. So congrats to him. Um, but the so uh, that he was the per- first person I saw retweet it, and I'm like, yo, this is this is how. Now, now, now this was also in. Um, uh, oh yeah, it, it, Bleacher Report picked it up, um, and then as soon as Bleacher Report picked it up, everybody. Uh, you see Fabian Herbert's in the little circle there saying, F that guy, man. This guy's so pathetic. Look at the phone um, they picked the Fabian Herbert's. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's, I'm, it looks like he just said it. <laughs> yeah, they look, but they look like uh, arch enemies uh-huh. in, in these photos. And then uh, he, in, in the same clip, he also went on to say, obviously, he's a presence on the field. And every time a, a teammate of his makes a wrong pass or something uh, or doesn't pass the ball exactly to him, he's just standing over there looking in a negative mood. Um, he went on to say his body language is just terrible. I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to be a teammate of his. Uh, I'm over it. F that guy. I want nothing. No part of it. Um, and then the last thing was in, in the first game already, he's so negative, so destructive. So negative towards your own teammates who you're supposed to try to help. So this is uh, this is pretty incredible. Well, I can tell a, you I'm happy to... that we already picked the name No Cap Recap because uh... <laughs> <laughs> because bro, they, look, there's there's um, several players that now have uh, have podcasts and it, athletes having their um, you know their own outlet, which is great and you, and it's a thing you love to see. We get access to uh their their feelings and thoughts more than we ever have uh you know even 20 15 20 years ago so that part of it is cool but there's no way that this doesn't cause some kind of an issue somewhere down the line whether it's um play obviously playing chicago when they play in miami again they play i looked it up it's like they play i think they're playing like uh september i'm like this you know i gotta watch this game this guy this game's gonna be interesting and then when bleacher report picks it up obviously more people know Gonzalo Higuain, he's he's won Champions League, he's won uh, uh, he's won leagues in, in several different countries. The guy is a legend. Nobody's taking anything away from that. Oh, but he's a big name. Is... <laughs> I'm not going to give him legend. Something... I don't think anyone's going to give him legend. There's something to be said about the you know not even just like retirement league, right? Like when MLS gets that moniker, but when you're a a, a big name player on on a high wage. And is coming to uh, to MLS. Not only do you have to like earn your earn your paycheck by like producing, but you you gotta be a good teammate, right? Like you really have to show a level of leadership that if a, if an opposing teammate if in, if an opposing uh, uh, team a player on the opposing team is already noticing the lack of chemistry on your team, and and is so comfortable calling you out. There's something that look we've all seen it, and Gonzalo is yeah he gets frustrated. Uh, you, we saw the the like Philadelphia Union got into that 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 big uh, uh, scuffle uh, when he missed that penalty. Like he, I think I didn't think this when he first got here, but he seems like a dude that nobody really likes. That, that's that, that's what, what I'm getting from mutual. Fabian Herbers. It also feels like it's mutual. He doesn't seem like he enjoys being here either. Hmm. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe he's just he doesn't. Oh, like so the you're just going to make broad with. assumptions on everything else? But when I do it, you're going to say you don't know about it. <laughs> no, no, no. You said he doesn't like being here. Yeah, I'm, I, but I'm I'm saying he might not like being in Miami or playing with the players in Miami. That that's what I'm ch- trying to like. That's why that's how I interpret it at the very least. It doesn't seem like he is uh, uh, like an awful person uh, by any means. But look, maybe he's not the best teammate in the world and the fact that he comes to mls and by by him like having the negative body language that doesn't you know that doesn't make the league look good it doesn't make miami look good and miami he they already have he thinks he's bigger than the league anyway and i'm not saying this in Maybe. a disrespectful i'm not saying in a disrespectful way i'm saying he's a big name he thinks i'm coming here i deserve the slot on treatment i deserve the david beckham treatment i wouldn't suggest he is those players but in his head I'm sure he feels like, whatever, I'm a big name. Beckham called me. That's how I got here. <laughs> you know what I mean? They should be treating yeah, me with respect. But- I mean, it's kind of telling when he said, I thought I could come here and play with cigarettes. Remember, he said, I, got, I thought right. I could be able to smoke cigarettes in the game, which I know he was in jest, but 
it kind of gave you an insight into the kind of person that he was or certainly where his mind was when he got here. He thought he was bigger and better than the league, and he's gotten here, and he's been playing in humidity. He's got a bunch of Cuban people yelling at him. It's not going the way he thought it was going to go. <laughs> uh, Voluminous uh, said, Wayne Rooney, greater than Gonzalo Higuain, right? Like, the attitude. I just think there's something to that as well. Like, maybe if Gonzalo Higuain was not, you know, he's not scoring goals every week. But if he was like a good teammate and positive and uplifting and supporting, I I think this is yeah. And if my grandmother why... had a dick, she'd be my grandfather. I don't know what you're saying. It doesn't make sense, dude. <laughs> it doesn't just, make sense. Yeah. Who cares if he did this? If he did that, he's not that guy. He wasn't that guy in Napoli. He wasn't that guy with the Argentina team. What makes you yeah, think yeah. he's gonna be that in Miami? All of a sudden, he's gonna become a great showman. He then, looks like a movie villain from the '80s, and he's acting then, like then, one. Then, so then that's on that's on Miami for signing him. They shouldn't have signed him. Well, look, if, if this is the, the, the type of teammate he is. You forget, I love MLS, okay? Absolutely adore this league. I think it's going to be huge. I can't wait for it to continue to grow. And I'm glad that Christian and I have been able to be a part of it as long as we have and will continue to be a part of it in one way. Maybe we've helped adjust or shift the culture just a little bit or bring some other people in that normally wouldn't be a fan of MLS. I hope we did that. But let's... Be completely honest. The biggest signing of this of this uh, last offseason, we would say, is Insigne, right? Uh, yes. Huge, huge, huge signing. The captain of Napoli, 31 years old, won the Euros, looks incredible, won't have to play in the World Cup because Italy's not going to make it. Just what a perfect <laughs> signing, right? Now, how did that signing come about? Was Insigne someone who said, you know what? Man, I've been talking to some of the guys who went over there and played. I've been talking to Giovinco, and I need to be in MLS. Is that what happened? No. The insight we got is that the general manager of Toronto FC went on transfer market and looked up players mm. whose contracts were over and reached out to them. Dude, yeah, the, the, the GM of Toronto... Looks at transfer market the way we bing. He we binged like, it. We just like <laughs> we just whatever shows up. It's not even the always the results that we're looking for. But you know what? We'll we'll you'll, we'll state it as fact. Every once in a while, my wife's favorite uh, pie is a, uh, a like a chocolate uh, chocolate kind of cream pie. It's like a it's almost like a chocolate pudding essentially with like a whipped cream on top. It's very simple, very popular in the south, very hard to find in New York. So every once in a while, I will Google chocolate cream pie. And then I'll put the safe search on because, God forbid, yeah, yeah, you got you to see what comes up. <laughs> you got to see what comes up. Uh, well, well, you gotta, you're looking for desserts in incognito mode. That's weird. I don't know. Also, why are you in the corner, Alexis, with your pants off? No. I, <laughs> shut up. I'm looking at pie. Imagine it is actual pies. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still jerking off the pies. Uh, <laughs> what you would call it? I'll look that up. I'll Google it. And then I'll find restaurants that have it on their menu. And then I'll go to one of them. The way I find dessert is the way Toronto FC found <laughs> their most recent designated player. Right, right. Uh, so, look, the – so, I mean, but that that is a um, – but he hasn't played yet, so we don't know. Well, if yes. He, it is a big – it is a big signing, and it is a big deal. It doesn't matter. But it, it's a big. It's the biggest signing of the of the transfer window. Uh, sure, I'm not taking uh, that away. But you know, when Gonzalo got here, that was also a big deal. Thomas nineteen oh six four said, "Yo, this American Pie reboot is wild. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with a girl. Okay. It was all, he bangs the girl <laughs> like it was a pie. It's such a reverse. <laughs> You're just chasing this pie for two hours. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, Nick Red says, safe search for pies and Dom Dwyer's hometown. <laughs> Come on, you white bellies. <laughs> what are the Cuckfield pies looking like nowadays? Yo, man, just um, Thanks for hanging out with us, baby. Appreciate it. Um, so the... Um, so yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, I think the the it's interesting. I like hearing um, Fabian Herbers is uh, his take on this because he's been p playing in MLS for for several years. He uh, he's he's an MLS veteran um, and and he has a lot of experience with this league. And I think there's a a like he's a great person that understands like this is this is how teams generally are. This is how kind of the culture of a team or like, you know, the, you know, we know that you know, it, it, the, the MLS doesn't have the, the rosters of like 
Premier League teams and, and uh, Serie A teams. So what the, the thing that balances it a little bit is like, you know, su- gumption and support and like energy and, and positivity. And when a, a big name player arrives and demands respect but doesn't give that to his teammates, I could see why he would be offended. Even he's he's like offended just as an MLS player. He's like, bro, you shouldn't even be in my league if you're gonna come come with this attitude. And he's almost like he feels bad for for Gonzalo's teammates on Miami. Like, yo, this I feel bad that you got to play with this dude. That's that's how I took it. Yeah, I could see why you would take it that way, and I think that's fair. But also, I mean, what are you okay. gonna you know what are you gonna tell Iguain? Yo, you need to be more <laughs> humble. He'd be like, <laughs> since when? Well, then that's and I think that's why David Beckham's comments come into play here, because he's he's like by saying, like, if he scores a bunch of goals, things will be uh, things will be a lot better between me and him kind of suggests we have some issues, but he could resolve them very easily if he just gave me a 20 goal season. That's that's how I took that. That's what you're paying for. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if I went to go get that chocolate cream pie and they actually brought out a chocolate cream pie, I'm like, I don't think you understood what I asked for here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, A a couple other results that uh, we got to talk about Charlotte uh, against LA galaxy. Um, an incredible game, uh, the the most the highest uh, attendance for an MLS game. It was seventy four, a little under seventy five thousand, seventy four thousand, and like nine hundred something. It's good. And they, they showed get, up. They couldn't jam fifty like fifty more people in there. You just get a, a cool seventy five. But they showed up to see what. <laughs> Look, uh, Charlotte. They weren't terrible. Um, they they definitely played better than they did against DC. Um, but they, 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 you can tell like the, the roster's like just not completely finished. Here's the, the other the, thing. The quality. The, the roster, yeah. And you can see that the, the tactical sense of what the team wants to do and how they want to play. And maybe it's just because it's the roster they have. It's, it looks like it'll be a fun team to watch, right? But if you're, right. if you're look, out of those 75,000, let's just call it 75K, what percentage do you think are actual soccer fans? Like actual fans of the sport not just like yo there's this cool new thing happening in charlotte we gotta go check it out oh i don't just guess i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna guess that it's it's kind of like um like atlanta and yeah they don't like they don't have the full uh, you know they close the top uh the top sometimes the top rows um and they but they still get like forty five thousand. so i'm like probably about like 40 to forty five thousand, and probably like dedicated fans okay so let's call it 25 that aren't that are just casual. Sure. What do you think would if what did they see that would make them want to come back? I mean the the environment was incredible. The the energy was great. The uh the 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 opening video was great. They had a show. I thought it was good. I mean, look, and then and and they got to see a goal, not for Charlotte. It would have been nice to see a goal for Charlotte, but the goal they got to see was an absolute banger a golazo from uh Efrain, uh, uh alvarez and so it was it was entertaining that was their first mls match at home uh it was uh i think it was jalen Lindsay. uh there was a photo of him just sitting on the uh the center of the pitch because he's from north carolina um uh, charlotte is in north carolina yes <laughs> um yeah so big sure um the uh north dakota isn't it yep anyway yay uh, <laughs> andrew campbell thank you for hitting the subscribe button baby Appreciate we got you, a couple. Uh, John uh, Torres said, "Vamos, uh, CT, uh, CLTFC." You guys got to change Adam, that Adam. if you're going to have a woman's team. <laughs> I just got to let you know that it's going to seem rude. <laughs> Adam Casilla said, "The fact that seventy four thousand found the CLT, it's uh, look more than more than most. Yeah. You know, if you know what you're looking good for, numbers. it's bigger than you think." Uh, <laughs> uh, Freddie Alacon said, "Atlanta fans yelling, stop the count with the attendance number." <laughs> <laughs> so um look they they yeah i, I think they they signed a designated player i forgot his name uh but they have somebody coming soon um the uh, i i thought they were okay the galaxy are pretty good the galaxy probably had should have closed this game out a lot sooner um but the the, the keeper made a bunch of great saves Look, anytime there's a new MLS team that is is successful, I get I get excited about it. You know, when we were in uh, when we were in Charlotte for uh, you know Arsenal, Fiorentina, and, and and 
the the Megan Rapinoe interview and stuff like that. When we were there for that, they were uh, this was this was two years or something before uh, I think the team was announced. Hey, Crimson Pizza, Whoa. thank you so much. Uh, Your boy got uh, a promotion. Crimson Pizza said the Cooligans of the community on the come up. Let's go! Congrats on the promotion, baby. Thank you so much for the super chat. Much appreciated and congrats. Dude, he's sure. getting promoted uh, while uh, while Everton are going to get relegated. Isn't that incredible? Same <laughs> here. Okay. Um so uh so yeah, like I was saying, Charlotte succeeding uh, uh even just for a new MLS team to get a, a lot more fans and you know, we have another successful uh potentially successful market. I love to see it. Um John Torres said Christian Fuchs is for the moment uh, for our, our DP at the moment. Yeah, and Christian Fuchs, it, I mean, the you know, he's clearly an advanced age. Uh, <laughs> he he can pass. He, he's, he's the best passer on the team. That's the first thing you notice. Um, and he's not When he he's switches not the sides of the field, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, when you, you can tell he's not, like, uncomfortable with any pressure. And I think he's uh, adapting well. But when your DP is, like, a left back in his late 30s, I mean, what, how much can he really, really do? Um, they, they, yeah, up front, they just don't have. Uh, Scotty uh, Sandalow. With the super. Thank you so much for the love. Buddy, thank uh, you for hanging Scott out. Sandalow. What an odd number. 999. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thank you. Um, he's trying to avoid, uh, you know, being in a different tax bracket. I, yo, he's like, if I just give <laughs> him this much. <laughs> they won't. Government won't be coming after me. Love you, buddy. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Shout out to Scott Sandalow. Um. Uh, okay, so there was uh, somebody else that I wanted. Crimson Pizza said, "Christian, make him sound like he ran out with a cane. He's got the walker <laughs> with the two tennis balls on the front." <laughs> no, but you know, it, it reminds um, me, me of um, kind of like what Seamus Coleman, Coleman is going through right now at Everton, where he's like, he's a captain, uh, you know, legend for the club. Um, but the dude, he just can't, he can't keep up with Premier League players yeah. anymore. Like it's, it's just, that it is what it is, but not to say Christian Fuchs is dealing with that, but he's the, the, there's too much responsibility in this two, these two games. He's, he's like the, the most up, up for it, which is great to see because he had, he he was playing in USL. He was like kind of, he didn't play for like a year, I think. Right. Like he was living in New York and like, didn't really, well, he had that. I don't think he had a club. Yeah. He had that huge gap. His family lives here in New York city. Yeah. So he was kind of like living here and kind of like being an ambassador for the club, but that wasn't a full-time job either. He just kind of was like training. Ahmed said plastic fans, LOL. And so look, this is every, every fan base is plastic until they're not right. Like it's just, this is how it it, it always is. When NYCFC forgot, first got into the league, that's all we heard when Atlanta got into the league. That's all they same thing. Austin is dealing with it, uh, dealing with it now. But um, being in these uh, being in these environments, like uh, this is why I'll I'll never criticize a, a, a fan base like that in general, because the you know, a, a, whether it's a, a uh, you know, a team from from, you know, the original. What is it? The original. How many teams was it? Nine or ten teams or whatever. But like even if it's like New, New England Revolution to uh to to charlotte fc like yeah maybe yeah there's a lot of people in charlotte but the new england revolution fans that have been there for you know 26 years supporting that team and there's a lot of people that were young children where their parents brought them to games and now they they're still supporting uh the team who and they've had season tickets for 26 years i respect that so much because the the you know the heartbreak the the roller coaster especially the revs who have been lost three. You said MLS roller cups. coaster, right? Not rollo. Correct. What would I, what's a rollo coaster? It sounded like you said rollo, <laughs> and I was like, this guy just invent a new thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, if Joe Whitlock said Fuchs said a couple years ago he wants to be an NFL kicker, could be coming soon. Oh, he's playing the NFL stadium. Might be a good fit. Uh, um, Crimson Pizza says they got to fix that chant, though. Which chant? He said so corny. Which one? Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear it. Well, Me neither. It. Um, okay. The other uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Just the um, – if we look at the table so far, I mean, I, I think if we just – after two, after two um, weeks of games, I, I'm going to have to say – and and uh, and it's and it's not easy to say, but 
I think the best team in the league right now is probably the New York Rebels. Rebel are looking great. Yeah, they, Lewis Morgan uh, is no joke. The kid's got Flamala, some. The kid, uh, Frankie Amaya. They, they're actually uh, sitting yeah. him a little bit further back than he was last year. Last year he was much more advanced. And now he's all of a sudden got a bunch of assists. And I'm like, yo, calm down, guys. <laughs> all it took yeah, was NYCFC yeah. winning before y'all wanted to start winning. <laughs> yeah, he's leading Maybe the league. Him, uh, Diego Fagundes, and uh, Klimala, also of the Rebels, are leading the league with three assists each. So the Rebels are on fire. Nick Red just said, freeze the table. <laughs> okay. Start the playoffs now. Yeah. Everybody wants to stop the count. <laughs> so the, uh, I mean, the table, uh, Rebels are in first in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they, I believe they have, what, seven goals? Uh, goals for? Yeah, right. Seven goals uh, in, in their two matches. You know, they didn't uh, score too many goals uh, last season, but they, uh, I was, uh, I was thinking once, uh, Sean Davis left. He, he obviously left. He didn't want to resign uh, with Red Bull and signed for Nashville. He took less money to play for Nashville because I guess he was just done with it. Yeah, which is uh, kind of confusing. This, Isn't he from the New York, New Jersey area? I don't know where he's originally from. Maybe he is. Yeah, he was like an academy kid, right? Right. I believe so. Um, so the uh, but the fact that they um, that that without him they arguably look better. Uh, was a bit of a, sh- a surprise. I think um, uh, Caceres is is playing in his position, if I'm not mistaken. But also um, their coach is but, a lot better. I believe this coach came in what a couple couple months before the end of the season. Struber, what's his name? What's my guy's name? Ger- Gerhard Struber. Gerhard, oh, what a great name, dude. <laughs> Gerhard Chocolate Cream Pie. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just reading out my Bing. Uh, search for later. Uh, no, Struhard. Struhard. Uh, which one? Gruhard. What's again? What's the guy's name? <laughs> Struber, Struber? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> wow, my brain is fried. Uh, Struber, you know he came Nick from Red. came from the Red Bull system, and he very very clearly had a style he wanted to play last year. Didn't get a chance to really institute it, and they're looking totally different this year. Yeah, uh, Nick Red just said uh, they had one game last year with uh, more than two goals scored. They doubled it already. Oh, look at this. Yeah, Scott, dude, I mean, Scott Sandalo said uh, his parents are both sick, and I think he just wanted to change the scenery. Oh, that's a shame. I hope uh, I hope his oh. parents are okay. Okay. Yeah, I've seen um, videos of his uh, – the, the, he does like – his mom is like a chef or something, or she does like cooking videos with him. Have you seen these? I remember these. No, I, I'd love were, to. I saw though. them. Like two, three years ago, and they would do like um, short little videos of her like cooking and making different um, uh, meals and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, definitely hope she's all right. I hope both his parents are okay. Okay, um, the uh, Western Conference, real quick. I mean, it's it's surreal to see Austin FC in in first after they were the worst in the in the Western Conference. What an incredible year. goal differential! Um, the uh, yeah, so. Uh, impressive stuff that they're scoring a, a whole bunch of goals. Uh, they didn't play. They played two teams that weren't that uh, great. So I mean, hence the title you know, of this stream. Won't. You know, is it just that <laughs> so we'll Cincy see. and Miami are trash, or is Austin we'll really this good? It... But I do think what I'm seeing out of Austin is a team that could play really, really well. And I really like this uh, Sebastian Giussi guy. What an incredible signing! Uh, he came from Zenit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, yeah. He came in the middle. I believe in the middle of the season um, last year. So I, I, that night that he has a preseason under uh, his belt, he seems, yeah, seems like he's adapting quite comfortably. Um, they, you know, when, when I was, um, when I went to Austin, I didn't get to see the team score a goal. Um, but the, the, the environment, yeah, that's if for anybody here uh, watching or listening, you get an opportunity to go to Austin. It, it is a great, great away day. I, I guarantee it. It's, it is loud. The stadium is just like, the right size is it's it's fairly small. I think it's only like about twenty thousand, twenty one thousand, uh, and it is loud. So uh, mad I so didn't get I to highly go. recommend it. What was yeah. it? I was with the wife somewhere, right? Oh, L.A. for our anniversary. Yeah. <coughs> Boo. Boo. Okay. <laughs> Ocab said our Red Bulls are uh, as good as their record suggests. I I think so. Ocab, you know, it's hard for NYCFC fans to uh, admit it, but I I do think they're gonna be. Uh, really good this season. They look, they look pretty, pretty sharp. And here's why I want everyone to calm down, including Rebel fans, okay? 
The MLS season is a very, very long season. You saw what happened with NYCFC. They went through a they went through a really rough patch, and then things picked up. It's a very long season. In fact, not something I we we've made up, but it's pretty well noted that the first ten matches don't really mean anything unless you're fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the season. The last the first ten matches don't really mean anything. That's really the preseason. So. Is Austin really this good? Is Nashville really this good? Might be because they've kind of carried over some strong form from last season. Is are the Rebels really this good? We'll see. We'll see. It's not just about being this damn good. It's about being able to withstand an entire season of this. Uh, can you do it? And can you pick up heat? Can you pick up momentum where it's absolutely needed? We'll see. Also, I like what Nick Red said. He goes, such a waste of a food trip, not sending Alexis to Austin. Dude, Christian ate like two tacos the entire time. <laughs> no, I went to um, uh, Veracruz. Veracruz, the, I went there a couple times. Um, they had great tacos. And I, I enjoyed it very much. Okay. All right. Glad. Thank you for thank you for coming to. I enjoyed my, it very much. New <coughs> Food Network show. Uh, okay. The uh, I, the other result that was kind of uh, wild. I saw a little bit of this. The San Jose Columbus Crew. This one was three three. Columbus were up by two goals, and then San Jose scored uh, Francisco Calvo, who is a, a guy I can't make sense of. I, I don't understand. He's he's like one of the worst defenders, and then and then San Jose, who give up goals for fun, bring this guy in. I don't know why they bring him in, but he scores uh, two huge goals uh, to to steal a point from uh, from Columbus. The uh, uh, you know this is it. Really bad. This is a bad look for uh, Columbus, especially after the first game that they had. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't imagine this is a normal thing for the crew, but uh, I'm sure the fans are, are pretty bummed to give up uh, those two points. Um, oh. Who do you think, right, if you had to else? say now, what team do you think has surprised you the most? Um, well, look, we're two, we're two rounds, if you will. We're two weeks into the season. But who surprised you the most? Surprised me the most? Um, probably. Uh, I mean, probably Red Bull. I mean, ever th- th- that was probably the biggest surprise. Um, the maybe second biggest surprise. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I've, I've already I've already mentioned how, how good I think they're playing. So. That that's that feels like a fair answer. Okay. Um, maybe even NYCFC not not scoring any goals so far. Yeah, West Coast uh, trip, haven't been home. Technically, yeah. you know what I mean. I don't. I don't think that's crazy. The West Coast trip is done. They're back home. They're playing in Hartford, Connecticut. Because uh, again, yeah, CCL clearly doesn't respect Yankee Stadium, you know, uh, or City Field, by the way. So uh, I'm not. I'm not too worried. To be completely honest, I'm fine with that. Um, I think more than anything, what I'm excited about is seeing how these teams stack up like in the next sort of phase of MLS once once things kind of get going. I'm I'm really interested right. to, I'm really interested to see is is Austin really this good? Because that that fan base, it, I think it'll be fun to watch them with a good team. And I know Columbus crew fans are not gonna be happy to hear that, but I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch this team sort of play well. That fan base is absolutely incredible. Yeah, and and once they uh, they sorted out some of their like, you know, at least in these first two games, their like defensive issues. But they're they're a fun team uh, to watch. They really get up and down the field. Like they they are they're like a vibes team. You know, right. they play with. They're not here for uh, some tactical masterclass. It, it is uh, like legit. Uh, they, they 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 you can clearly tell they're having a lot of fun. Uh, like Diego Fagundes, like, you know, these players seem to mesh so well. Alex Ring looks like kind of rejuvenated and he's really showing like similar to when he was at NYCFC, but like really showing leadership um, while at the team. Look, I don't think Austin is is a contender for to, to, you know, I think, but I think they make the playoffs. If they keep kind of playing like this, I think they, they might be, you know, in the seventh or eighth spot. Uh, for for a playoff spot, so um, Liz C said, I think the Sounders are the most surprising. Yeah, they lost the RSL um, one nil goal from Bobby Wood. The uh, yeah, that's that's a surprise. I, I think the the they lost in um, they're in CCL right? 
Seattle's in CCL or no? Uh yeah, I believe so. Didn't no. they um didn't they just lose though? Maybe they lost. Oh, so what? I, maybe that I'm thinking. If that's the case, then I'm thinking like that's really been the the main focus. Uh, Jim Nass says I love watching ATX games when they're at home. Great example. Yeah, they're playing. By the way, they're playing uh, Leon today at 10 p.m. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that. All right. Um, okay. So I let's move away from MLS because I do want to talk. Uh, we we mentioned this at the end of the episode yesterday. Um, but uh, Liga MX and, and some of the stuff, um, you know, Querétaro and Atlas, they obviously, if you heard about it or seen uh, scenes uh, from there, obviously there was a, a huge brawl between opposing fans. Horrific. Lots of people were, were injured. Um, so according to, so I was just on a, on a um, shout to uh, Nicole Hack, uh, who tagged me in a, um, a Twitter spaces. Uh, last night, so, so a lot of the ISC members were on, were on a, uh, especially, I believe his name is Julio, the guy, the LAFC guy, Chiva Mayor. I know he goes by that. We met him, the big uh, uh, Mexican dude beard. Hi, gymnastics. Guy. All right, Jim, take care. Um, so, uh, super nice guy, great dude. He's always. Uh, we met him at, at, at ISC, I believe in, ooh, uh, not. Maybe before Baltimore, I forgot. Uh, maybe Dallas. I think maybe it's Dallas where we met him. Um, and he was uh, hosting a, a Twitter space, and it was in, it was in Spanish. Uh, so there were a lot of uh, journalists from Mexico and people who cover the league, and they were really talking. I mean, obviously, talked in general from a supporter's perspective, like what the um, you know what the problems are and and, and why. You know, uh, this kind of culture exists where there's like violence uh, to this degree. But uh, I so I did hear some details. I've heard 91 injured, 91 injured total, um, something uh, around 20 or so hospitalized and then 17 missing. So that was the number that was pretty scary. Jesus uh, Christ. Just. 17 you know they they can't find these people um so as of right now what from the reports i've heard and, and um i know uh uh felipe uh cadenas and and pablo mauer from the athletic just flew to mexico to uh to to Querétaro to cover this and and so the athletic should probably have some more details and and some updates uh about it soon but see so th- that you know, when you hear those numbers, it's obviously uh, a, a ridiculous <coughs> a tragedy and something. It's a tragedy so, so unnecessary. that's just completely avoidable. There was no, it was senseless. There's no reason for it. You know, if you guys want to punch each other because of a game or because you don't like each other, fine. You know, children having to get their their shirts taken off them so that they don't get abused, they don't get beat up, they don't get yeah. uh, you know um, murdered. As they're running across the pitch, families having a, you know, uh, fathers uh, hugging their kids and, and huddling as they're getting kicked so that the kids don't get kicked. And f- fans of the of, of Querétaro and Atlas having to stop their own supporters from kicking families and, and cameramen. And this was, you know, yeah. someone said it in a group chat. It was a police. It was like a like a jail riot. It was like a jail riot. Um, and yeah. it, but it was involving the sport we love. And look. I, you know, we so said it. We talked about it yesterday. He talks about like, you know, we have to start to come to terms. We have to start asking ourselves some serious questions. Um, how are we as a sport going to deal with some of the elements that are surrounding the sport? I remember watching these YouTube documentaries on, on you know, especially in Europe and the Scandinavian countries. You know, these these kids that attach themselves to uh, their favorite football team. And, uh, you know, they go to the they go to the stadium and someone says like, hey, man, you want a free ticket? And they're like, hey, dude, you know, why don't you come hang out with us? And these kids who have no direction in life, all of a sudden, they're, now they're a part of a gang. And, and that's really what this is. Like, we just because yeah. you cheer for a soccer team doesn't mean you ain't a gang. You know what I mean? And now you're, yeah. now you're involved in something that's pointless. And really, to die, to die over a shirt that, you know, a, a couple millionaires are wearing, it just makes no sense to me at the end of the day. I will continue to root for this sport. I will continue to love this sport. I have essentially shunned almost all other sports out of my life because there's so much of this happening. Christian and I have turned our careers 
of just be being stand-up comics into almost really being cooligans first, stand-up comics second, because how much is involved in doing what we do here? So I absolutely love this sport, and I want nothing to ever come between me and the sport. I love watching it. I love the people I've met through this sport. I love the friends that we have now. I love the fans that we have, all of that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we can't sit back and just say, like, nah, it's all perfect. It isn't. And look, we could sit here and talk about some of the more nefarious financial influences in the game. We could talk about all of those things. And those things are kind of hard to, to take care of. This, this we can take care of ourselves. This right here, yeah, we can and, make sure and, it doesn't happen again. Yeah, if, um, you know, and, and uh, follow, um, I, I, I mean, I may get his, um, it, it's his uh, handle, but he's, he's the, um, El Chiva Mayor 101, but he's, he's a great, great dude. He's an LAFC uh, guy. Um, I, I, you, you, I'm sure you've seen him on, on TV. He's like a capo, uh, a, a great dude. But he was, um, I, I really loved, like, he, he, he really does a lot of work um, to try to grow the, the supporter culture in the country. And, um, and he's Mexican, so he also talks about uh, what's going on in Liga MX. And he, he had a lot of really great points about just how, kind of what you said uh, about the, you know, just because you're a fan of a, of a team doesn't mean that you, you're not like, you know, a delinquent or something like that. And, and that, that kind of stuff just has to be rooted out of the game. But you have to root it out of the game even from the stands, from the supporter culture. Like you have to uh, uh, hold people accountable and, and, and not let things like uh, get out of hand. And as, as horrific so, as those things are, dude, no head of state made, uh, you know, asked for this violence or instigated this violence. No head of uh, some major, you know, international oil conglomerate instigated this violence. This violence was instigated by those of us. No player instigated this. This violence was instigated on this side of the pitch, on our side. We're the ones that are responsible for this shit in the end. If you're in a stadium, we got to do more. We got to ask more of of our fellow fans. You know, we've got to ask just for some, look, I mean, you know, I can't stop people from arguing. I can't stop people even from, like you know, a, a light fist fights, things like that. And I'm not asking for it. like those things are common. They're they're part of they're part of life. As mu- as horrific as it is, it's a part of life. This this is completely unavoidable. People are going to go to jail for life over a game. Yeah, they, they, I believe ten uh, people already, were arrested. I saw I, that. I saw that, and um, but there was uh, on somebody, uh, and I forgot his name, but on, on that space last night uh, said something I really liked. He said, "Somos somos rivales, no enemigos." Meaning we're 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 rivals, but we're not enemies, and that's like a a, a good thing to take away from uh you know for what what we you know it's obvious to most people, but that you know some people the you know like what what I didn't like, and there were already a couple questions. Um, some people commented in the chat and asking like, does Mexico lose the World Cup because of this? Um, and probably not. I I don't think that's um that's the case, but no, nor do I think that's necessarily the answer. Um, to to resolve uh, something like this because you know wh- whether it's with El Grito and 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 the chant and like clearly some you know some people it can be like in one ear and out the other but the 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 thing the thing is not to demonize the the entire league or Mexicans in general because that doesn't really help uh, at all but there is the like there were some comments, you know, people have been commenting online about it. I mean, just being like, well, the culture kids these days and the culture of blah, and TikTok and whatever. They they talk about it like this never happened before in any other part of the world. Like this is a common thing in the game that we're, that people have been trying to remove for decades. It's it's not new. Yeah, this isn't new. And look, it, think back to England, you know, uh, back with the casuals and the. The, the firms and all that, you know, this isn't, yeah. this isn't new. People have died before, but you know, there is a part of me that thought, well, that part of the game is over. You know what I mean? We're beyond that. Yeah. You know, there, there were a lot of really strange videos. I mean, I, I, I can't really make sense too much of it. Um, but there was one where the, the, I believe it was the, it might've been Queretaro fans that were trying to, that were trying to get into the away section and a security guard just opened the gate. Like maybe he was scared, maybe, some, but like literally, there's like 20 people banging on this gate trying to get to you know they want to fight these uh, these fans, and I'm like, 
what in the world will possess him to open the gate? Yeah. The, the only thing I can think of is maybe he's like afraid and, and maybe there's not enough security. So this is something clearly Liga MX has to uh, address and think about uh, security at games. I know temporarily they banned away fans for going to games, but it's just so heartbreaking seeing like all the different uh, people's different accounts of like, oh, we took a photo with, with like a guy took a photo with his wife. And this was uh, this was ten minutes before, like chaos broke out, and you know, and I was like terrified for my life, and I was trying, and that's why they ran onto the pitch because the stands were so dangerous right. that they needed to get onto the pitch to to get away from everything. That was and going shouts on. to the stewards that were helping so, families kind of exit the stadium through like where the players exit a little bit quicker. And there was also a famous, yeah. I think his name is Palacios or Palos. There's like a famous Querétaro player who was in a private box who, when things started to go south. He ran onto the pitch to try to stop Querétaro fans from getting involved in more violence. So shouts to people like that who stepped up in those situations. We hope the people that are missing are found. I can't. I mean, bodies were stripped naked. I mean, this was really horrific, really horrific. Don't look up the images. It's absolutely horrific. But and it sucks that we have to talk about this. But hopefully, you know, things like this, we can take a look at this and then start to make the applicable changes that need to be made to get shit like this out of the game. Because it's just, it's stupid, guys. I think Freddie Alarcón said it. Dude, it's a kid's game. It's for children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Imagine yeah, they're, dying they're, they're... for hungry, hungry hippos. The kid's game. <laughs> oh, because it's a kid's game. Got it. Got yeah. it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've never played hungry, hungry hippos with <laughs> me, bro. It can get pretty Imagine serious, getting right? duffed in the face. <laughs> <laughs> because of you made the wrong move in Monopoly or someone didn't like that you were winning right. Monopoly. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, everybody who was in, involved doing anything, uh, you know, criminal is 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 captured. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it, it was a horrible, horrible sight to see. Okay. Um, what else uh, should we cover before we wrap up? Um, the, this is another depressing thing but i I did have this on my mind and maybe it might be helpful to somebody but um the stanford goalkeeper uh katie meyer they didn't say but i have a feeling it was suicide huh yes it was yeah it was confirmed uh that that she uh, she took her own life i don't exactly know how um but her parents were on the today show uh talking about it so you may remember her from the national championship i believe like two years ago i think it was 2019 um where she um, she was, a, she was very obviously animated every time she stopped uh, a penalty kick and, and, and they ended up winning, uh, the national championship. Um, but the, the, obviously, um, there were a lot of, especially NWSL players really talking about kind of, you know, the struggle of being an athlete, even being a college athlete, like there's, there's a lot of pressure on you. There was a, 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 a tweet or a comment from Bethany Balser from OL Rain. And I like what she said, where she said that, you know, it's a lot of people when they deal with, uh, you know, somebody they experience suicide uh, in, 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 in their family or whatever. Uh, they say, like, check on your loved ones or whatever. And she pointed out, like, it's more than that, because it's people that are struggling with something can easily hide that they're struggling right. with something. Um, so, you know, not, not to, you know, who knows exactly what you're supposed to do, but it's it's. I think at least highlights like that, especially even probably being at Stanford, which is like a very high demand school. uh, You you know you can't you can't just take some a bunch of electives and and you know get get a passing grade or whatever. Like you really have to do the work. So I can imagine the amount of pressure that that she was under. But then I think at the end of the day, the most important thing is you don't know who's struggling and who isn't. So you know, be nice to people, and if you have people that you love in your life, call them. Reach out to them, text them, maybe go see them and let them know that they're loved. I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, you know, it may not be the thing that 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 helps, but it, I, I can't believe it. I, I couldn't imagine it hurts uh, to let someone yeah. in. Obviously, there's more that we should be doing, but at the very least, let people that you love know you love them. And uh, hopefully it doesn't. And I, I was became aware of it because uh, Gotham FC's um, newest signing or uh, draft drafty goalkeeper named Hansley Handcuff, I believe her, her name is. She used to train. Um, with her, right, right. Yeah. So there was, a, right, and, she yeah, posted they, a lot of a lot of stuff when it first happened, which kind of gave me the idea that maybe she had, um, you know, taken her own life, which is again an absolute shame. And so sorry and condolences to her family. But you know, hey, if you have someone that you love, even if you think they're doing fine, you never know what's going on in the background. 
let people you know you love them. Yeah, I mean, I, Christian, I, never, I love you, bro. Uh, I love you too, brother. Yeah, um, never thought I you'd never, say. Uh, <laughs> it was a test. You, you all talk. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, I haven't really talked about this uh, publicly, but I, I, you know, did lose someone to suicide last year. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail, but it was the. I've never, I had never experienced that uh, before, and uh, I mean, and it was. Obviously, it's it's shocking, and and you know, everybody, uh, uh, everybody in the family is just like it's you can't it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I can you know I can understand and 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 empathize with um with with the parents. I, I and they were on the Today Show, and, and like and it takes a lot of courage to kind of do that, especially so soon after losing their daughter. Um, it, it's it it's really really hard. I mean, there's no other uh kind of like way to put it but it, it's it, like alexa said like check on people be kind to people even, even the, the same thing even athletes like you think you might be tweeting like oh this player sucks and blah 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 but like uh, they see it they literally see it like it's not this thing where there's like uh, uh where it's it's difficult to come in contact and, and, and reach out to players like there's no need to really put that kind of like <laughs> negativity uh into the world so that is uh yeah it 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 affected me in that way all cab just said in a comment said uh such a sad story even my daughter who never talks soccer but plays spoke to me about it and yeah because being being going on the path to be even be a professional or or even if you you have a lot of dedication and and and, and want to go as far as you go it takes a lot of sacrifice takes a lot of work there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of people asking things of you you're getting ranked by colleges and you're like oh how do i get better how do i try to become a better, a higher draft pick and all this other stuff. I mean, stuff. part of sports like, is being told constantly how you're not good enough. Yeah. That's it's rough. You know, I, we as comedians, yeah, yeah. we deal with a lot, a lot of rejection. A lot. Look at the look at the comment, comment section of the Carly Lloyd Hope Solo video. I got to check that right? out. Now. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I try, I try that, my hardest I not to read comments, but uh, you know, we, we as comedians deal with a lot of rejection, tons of it. And you know, to some degree, we've kind of been desensitized to it. You ain't going to say anything to me that I haven't already thought or been told, you know, already. Yeah. And whatever it is, it's fine. Especially to people that, you know, we act, we audition. You know, you're never told you're too fat for this, you're too old for this, you're too young for this, you're too this for that, you to that. You're never told, but, you know, your agent will clue you in as to, like, why you didn't get the certain role or why they might be going a different way, things like that. So you're just... I'm not, I'm not fat enough? Yeah, what? I know. I know. <laughs> Christian, this role is... You're you're just never going to play a coat rack, dude. You got to stop auditioning oh for God. it. Um, but there's there's so many there's so much rejection we deal with that we're kind of fine with it. But you know, there's a lot of people that eventually just aren't that fine with it, or or from the get just really can't handle it, and they move on to a different business. In a business like sports, you've worked your whole career to get to a certain point. Your whole life, all you've cared about is this, 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 is this, and then dealing with these little you know sort of little uh, you know bits of you're not this, you're not that, you're too slow, you're not tall enough you're not this you're not that things that possibly you can't even change can weigh on you and i'm not saying that this had anything to do with uh what happened but i'm saying that's a part of sports so adding on top of that by saying yeah you are trash and <laughs> you weren't good in that game yeah. which i do from time <laughs> to time i'll say this player's not good enough but i'm i'm hopefully it's coming across as you're not good enough for this squad not not good enough as a person yeah yeah i mean this is different between like just simply criticizing a player and which which i think athletes are they can they can accept and and embrace that kind of like criticism as, as opposed to personal attacks on like who they are as, as people and stuff like that. So I think we all kind of know the line, but you know, some people uh, a little bit more uh, loose with it. Um, so yeah, obviously condolences uh, to, to her family and, and everyone, all her, all her friends. I'm sure there's plenty of um, players in college and, and currently in NWSL that, that knew her. Uh, it's just an absolutely tragic story. So very much so. Yeah, but, uh, and whatever we can take from this is just uh, just to be uh, uh, kinder to each other. Um, <laughs> Thomas said, like when Fabian Herbert criticizes you, that's what we need. Okay, well, he's he's <laughs> Fabian, holding him accountable. He, yeah, <laughs> Fabian, go in, buddy. Um, I also you like uh, Freddie Alagón said. Now I need a live action film based off Hunger Hunger Hippos. And Nick Red said, Hungry Hungry Hippos was was awesome. What a great game. There's zero point to it, yeah. and yet I was so good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I am. Hunger, 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 hippos was tough because 
you it was difficult to keep the the board in place. You that's know what I mean? The, too I many actually people. think that's part of the game. Oh, I don't know. I, it's a, it's a little too chaotic for me. You know, I'm more of a sellers of Catan. Kind yeah, of yeah, you're more of a Parcheesi <laughs> kind of a guy. <laughs> Thank you everybody for okay. uh, for hanging out with us. You know, we hate to to have like you know bad or sad news, but uh, this stuff happens in the game. And look, you know, if uh, if you guys ever have a problem, we're here. You know, you can talk to us yep. in the chat. Uh, this stuff, uh, yeah. I mean, we're we're fans as well, and we're you know, it, the stuff is on our mind uh, uh, too. So, um, okay, everybody, thank you again uh, for tuning in. Just a, a, a reminder: uh, you may be already seeing clips on on YouTube, but our interview with Julian Araujo is uh, available. We have a couple clips on, on YouTube, and if you want to watch the full interview, it is available on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash. Soccer Cooligans or shouts to us.com. You see it right there. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, you, you've already seen some of the clips. They're, they're, they're fun. Okay. There's a couple hot takes, some US, USMNT, Mexican national team stuff that I know that you will enjoy. And if you want to uh, uh, get early access to that interview, uh, join our Patreon today. Okay. Please do. Um, also, okay, shouts to Crimson Pizza for the uh, promotion. It's just to Scott Sandalow for the uh, the super chat. Thank you so much. Well, they both give a super chat, so well, yes, congrats, the super chat uh, and the promotion. Congrats, yes. <laughs> um, uh, also, said Christian is more the mousetrap game. Uh, that was <laughs> we talked I, about. I, I remember, this, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, put, <laughs> I think we did a couple recently. Um, the um, I, what was my the board game I played the most? Probably like Candyland. If I, like if you had to compile the amount of times I've played any board game the most, probably Candyland. When I was uh, or or shoots and ladders. So this is what, what I was gonna say. When I was a little kid and I didn't know English very well, my mom mm-hmm. gave me this little. It looked like a like a miniature, like an alto, like a larger Altoids can, uh, uh, tin, like a, almost like a like a mini little lunchbox that had magnet. The uh, the top of it was shoots and ladders, and it had little magnetic uh, pieces. It was like made yeah. of aluminum. And then uh, little dice or whatever else you use for shoots and ladders. I don't remember now. I just remember the little magnetic pieces. And I used to play with that because I didn't really understand the language. And like, you know, at recess and stuff, there wasn't a lot of kids that spoke Spanish. And the ones that did also spoke English. So I spent a lot of time alone, very, very young. So I used to play that game with like sometimes teachers, sometimes other kids and stuff. So I became a big fan of shoots and ladders as a little kid because I had nothing else to do. (laughs) Okay, Alexis. Uh, still has no friends. No, uh, it's a sad story. I had to start a podcast we're, we're working with one. on it <laughs> <laughs> just to get one to talk to me. Every week. It's shoots and ladders. Um, shoots and ladders. Yeah, I've been saying shoots and yeah. ladders this whole time. It's shoots. Not not. It's pronounced shoots like like you shoot a gun or something. Uh, the I don't uh, think you're right. Uh, Lou Lou D said Operation gives me anxiety hearing the damn buzzing. Remember Operation? Oh, bro, I was so good at that game. Okay. I used to have a steady hand uh, back in the day. <laughs> Before the war. Oh, well, don't say that. <laughs> um, also, said Candyland. Too many times with my kids on that. Yeah. Still a popular game. Uh, guess who? A classic. Guess who was the, the flipping down, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What was that move? What was that? You what flip them that? down, the little tiles. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm looking at chocolate cream pie on my <laughs> computer here. A little too graphic. This is a show about soccer. Yeah, hey, hey, um, shouts to Parcheesi. Yo, Parcheesi, boy, I used to be good ooh. at that game. You set the little bridge up so people can't cross. Dude, I thought I was like, a, I thought it was like, a, like, a, like, you know, like I read Art of War. You feel me? <laughs> um, Trish Murphy yeah, said, God, my, I don't think that's a game. I think she's talking about my, my uh, guess who technique. <laughs> <laughs> uno oh my god uno my sister punched me in the face playing uno really i did one of them like uh what is it like you gotta grab four or whatever yeah i had one she kept saying you got one i said no i don't have one she got you got one we played two more she was about to go she had two i was like fuck i thought take 10 or whatever it was she got so <laughs> mad she punched me and she decked me in the face my sister hood is shit wow. though so that you know she punched people in the face for less Wow, I never, I, I never fought with my brother. Not, not, not to that. He never punched me in the face. Oh, I don't think you've ever been punched no, in the face, have you? I've been. I've told this story before, but I, I have been slapped in the face. Yeah, yeah. No, you have the demeanor of someone who hasn't or, been punched in the face. 
Right, right, right. Because I'm look, I'm too charming, bro. No, okay. see, that's it's the belief uh, that you're I, I, it's the belief that you're charming <laughs> is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, 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 so yeah, I got I got slapped because of a a joke I told on stage, which is obviously a ridiculous thing, but right. I did get slapped, and it was it's very stupid. I, I get, I've told the story a whole bunch, but uh, don't slap comedians for telling jokes that are literally not offensive. So anyway, to okay. you they're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was offensive yeah no i, I mean yeah yeah okay um all right so uh yeah i mentioned the patreon thanks again everybody uh, a, a few people oh uh, should we, we should we give a couple more shout outs we did this last time um uh all cab i know you uh you we we cut off right before um uh, we were giving shout outs, but RCAB, thank you so much uh, for joining uh, Patreon. Shout out to Neil Gavoni as well, uh, the homie NYCFC fan. We got uh, Colin Marshall. Shouts to you, Reagan Feronda. What a great! Yeah, I name. mentioned those yesterday. I mentioned them yesterday. Oh, did you? Anibal yes, Roldan. Yes, so. Did you talk about Anibal? I did not talk about Anibal. Anibal, Anibal shouts to who's, doing a, who's go ahead. Who's doing a show with Kelly Francis, right. who also joined Kelly and Friends Patreon as well. Ke- Kelly and Friends, uh, so you can catch them. I think they, it's every, like, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, that they uh, the Kelly show. Francis uh, also, that's right. That the Unused Substitute, shouts to you guys. Uh, Adam Tampa. Bremner. Yeah, Adam Bremner, thank you so much. Andrew Johnson, who is here right now. Hey, uh, there's a lot of people you. from. AJ. Brian G. Oh, boy. G stands for Sorry. Gully, I assume. Abraham Ap- <laughs> Apoti. A poetry, yeah. Minnesota United fan, Abraham. Abe, shout out to Abe. Pete, Pete from the Manor. Pete from the Manor. From, I uh, believe from the Manor Ken- is uh, German. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> but Connecticut's own uh, yeah. uh, Pete. So all right, we'll 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 shout out some other people. We owe you some shout outs, so we'll get we'll get through them uh, in the next uh, few shows. But thank you again uh, for joining. Thanks for, uh, for the support. Uh, yeah, go check out that Julian Araujo interview, and uh, we got a lot of uh, really really fun things coming up uh, real soon. So stay tuned, everybody. So thank you again for tuning in. Bay Raguna just said, "You guys reading off the people who got drafted to World War Three already? <laughs> Imagine <laughs> this is hopefully." Not. <laughs> the draft is gonna be, gonna be live streamed by two comedians. Also, bro, uh, if the names we just said, uh, we're losing. <laughs> no offense, <laughs> you guys, because if we're involved, <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> um, okay, thank you everybody uh, for tuning in. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, leave five stars on Spotify. Uh, made it through. We did an hour and twenty minutes here with a cold. You love to see it. Uh, all right, everybody. Peace.